0: Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of our Awaken Virtual Worship Gathering. A couple weeks ago, we began a new series uh, working through the book of 1 John. Philip kicked things off as we got going to introduce the book, got things going for us. Last week, Jeff challenged us from chapter one with the idea that God is light. He reminded us that when we walk in the light, that it brings a life, life in Christ, both now and in the future. It also brings truth to help us better understand both the Lord and each other or ourselves. But this week we're going to pick up where Jeff left off and look at the first part of chapter two, uh, where John talks about what it means to have a family resemblance. So, have you ever been around at, uh, maybe a group of people, you're gathering somewhere, you look around and all of a sudden realize, hey, those kids, yeah, they belong to those parents, no doubt about it. That nut didn't fall off from that tree. When you see a family photo and you say, wow, man, I didn't realize I looked so much like my dad or my mom or, man, my my son looks just like, you know, Uncle Johnny. It's just unbelievable, some of those things. My dad used to always tell me, hey, Steve, you look just like your father, whoever that is. <laughs> Yeah, that was my dad. <laughs> that was his joke. Jesus often told uh, the religious leaders of his day that they look just like their father, the devil. John tells us here in chapter 2 of 1 John that uh, that we are part of God's family and that we should resemble it. matter of fact, we should bear a strong family resemblance to our father, who is God. I'm going to read to you uh, just a couple of verses as we go through this. But in John chapter two, verse one, it says this, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. <clears throat> Thanks a lot. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. We look at that. Isn't it great to see that that John introduces it by saying, "Dear children, you know, as a believer, I'm part of a family. It's wonderful. It's a great feeling. We belong and we're part of the family." And he goes on to say, "I write this so you will not sin." And like I said, thanks for that. How's that going to happen? Seems like we always do that. Every day we struggle with sin. But there's just a wonderful thing to know here. When we look at these first couple verses, that when I'm part of God's family, I live in forgiveness, in this concept of forgiveness. I live in it. First, I have to understand that I need to receive forgiveness. And that's what John said here. He said that if anyone does sin, we need what? Forgiveness. And it's, it's so cool to see that when I sin, I don't have to clean myself up and then come to Christ. I don't have to clean myself up and say, "Oh, maybe God will accept me now." It's the exact opposite. It goes on here to say that uh, we just come as we are. If we confess our sin, which basically means that I agree with God and what He's saying, and when I do that, I understand. And it's so cool. Jesus isn't my judge. Matter of fact, He says He's my advocate. He's my defense attorney. He's working on my behalf. And instead of Jesus punishing me before my sin, he actually pays for my sin here it says he's the atoning sacrifice that word carries huge amount of of um visuals for particularly anybody who comes from the Old testament like uh, the the first century church would have been it carries so much of meaning to them there would every year the nation of Israel would have the day of atonement and they would nationally come together and they would there'd be sacrifices and blood sacrifices and blood would be scattered over the the altar, symbolizing the perfect sacrifice that one day would be paid for the sins of the world. And when Christ came, it says, he was that atoning sacrifice, the perfect, all-encompassing, all-covering sacrifice for the penalty of our sin. As a matter of fact, uh, Jeff read this last week, uh, just in uh, a couple of verses up in First John 1, 9, it says this, if we confess our sin, like I said, that's where we just agree with God that, yep, <laughs> I, I, I messed up here. I sinned. I chose to do wrong. It says he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So I need to understand that I have to receive forgiveness. I need that. I can't be part of the family without it. But once I get that, I also need to understand I need to extend forgiveness to others, to others in the family. We're all in this family together as believers. When I understand how much Jesus has really done for me, then I'm much more likely to extend grace to others. It almost becomes second nature. The more I understand, appreciate and value what Christ did for me, I want to pass that on and extend mercy and grace to others. Living in community, um, as part of God's family, means extending forgiveness. Uh, there's, there's a just a, a book or so ahead of this in Ephesians four thirty two. It says this. It says be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, just as in Christ, God forgave you. There's this whole idea that extending forgiveness is something that should become a natural part of who I am as part of the family of God. I've received incredible amount of mercy, incredible amount of forgiveness. Therefore, I need to be willing to extend that to others. Uh, it's just so valuable and so important and so necessary. It helps me understand what that's like when I extend forgiveness. I think it's uh, it's really cool uh, as we understand that concept that Jesus as that perfect atoning sacrifice, and that when he what he's paid for me, and as I understand that, that I'm so willing to pay that, really or extend that to others. Let's read the the rest of this little passage here. I'm going to pick it up in verses three to six. It says this: We know. It's interesting. It doesn't say God knows. It says we know that we have come to know Him if we keep His commands. Whoever says I know Him but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. If anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. So there's an incredible thing here. Again, this this idea of obedience, living like Jesus did, obeying his commands, it's not to show Jesus, oh, they're part of the family because they obey me. No, Jesus knows that, right? He's God. He knows everything. He understands. He knows if I'm in a relationship with him. Obedience helps me to understand that I'm in God's family because I can form my life and I pattern my life after God. I look, I resemble him in the family. Obedience is part of our family resemblance. See, when I'm part of God's family, I look like I'm his child. Just like in those photos, we can say, yep, that kid, those parents, yeah, no doubt about it, because they resemble each other, right? So as part of the family of God, I need to resemble that because it has changed and transformed my life. In fact, Jesus looks exactly like his father or the father. When the disciples uh, at the Last Supper said, hey, Jesus, can you show us the father? That'd be good enough for us. Jesus said, "Hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We are one, and I want you, as a family, to a family of God, to be one, just as the Father and I are one." In Hebrews uh, one verse three, it says this: "The Son is the radiance of of God's glory, the exact representation of His being. It's the exact of the same kind." Jesus and God are one and the same. They're exactly the same. Jesus looks just like his father. Why? Because he is. They're one and the same. So not only should, when I'm part of God's family, I look like I'm his child because Jesus did. But then I need to look just like Jesus. I should look just like Jesus. Uh, I used to think uh, that I didn't look anything like my dad. I wasn't anything like him. I didn't look like him. I didn't act like him. And I really uh, felt I was very different when I was a kid growing up than my dad. But as time went on and the older I got, the more I realized, man, my dad's fingerprints are all over me. I catch myself laughing the same way. I see myself reaching out to people and and, and doing things just like my dad did. I, I, I find myself at times looking like him. Uh, as well too. It's like the longer I go, the more I'm there, the more I I understand myself, the more I realize, man, I am so much like my dad. Sometimes it's a little scary. And Jesus looked just like his father. I should look just like Jesus. It, It tells us here, this is how we know we're part of God's family. If we live just as Jesus lived. So obedience is a test for me to know if I'm part of God's family. Think about that for a moment. If you give yourself the obedience test, what do you find out about your family resemblance? John challenges us that if we're part of God's family, we must live as he did, meaning Jesus. How's this going for you? Is your life looking more and more like Jesus each day? If not, why not? You need to eat, evaluate yourself. Again, the obedience test is not for God to discover something. He already knows. It's for us to discover something and say, hmm, maybe I'm not where I thought I was. Maybe I need to conform a little bit more. Maybe I need to ask God to transform my life and do a work in my life. Think about these Uh, some of these thoughts and remember this week as we continue to practice our social distancing and sheltering at home when I'm part of God's family I live in forgiveness think about that let that dwell let that permeate your mind and your thought for a minute what does it mean to have Christ forgive me and what does it mean for me to forgive others and extend that same grace and forgiveness to others and when I'm part of God's family I look like his child What does it mean to look like Jesus this week? What does it mean to act like him this week? What does it mean to let him shine through our life? I like to say that uh, we get to love and serve Jesus by loving and serving others. I think that's a great way for us to reflect, to look like, to have the family resemblance that we are part of God's family, that Christ has done the work and transformed our life and our hearts when we begin to look and act like him. So as you meet in your uh, missional communities this week to sort of uh, discuss some of these things that we've learned and we talked about in our uh, virtual worship gatherings, a couple of questions I'd like to have you guys discuss and think about. First one is this. Which is harder for you and why? Okay, which is harder for you and why? To understand your need to receive forgiveness or to extend forgiveness? Again, which is harder for you and why? To understand your need to receive forgiveness or to extend forgiveness? The next question is, how do you feel about the idea of a or how do you feel about the idea that obedience is so closely tied to knowing that we are part of God's family? How do you feel about the idea that obedience is so closely tied to knowing that we are part of God's family? And then finally, the last question: what area in your life? do you feel you need to work on this week to live as Jesus did and bear a strong family resemblance to him? What area in your life do you feel you need to work on this week and to to live as Jesus did and bear a strong family resemblance to him? So guys, have a great week. Uh, Represent your family well, and realize that as Jesus transforms our life, we begin to look more and more like him. I want to close off with a little uh, quote from a a book called Just Like Jesus. And in there, the author uh, made this statement. He said, Jesus loves you just the way that you are, but he refuses to let you stay that way. And that's what God wants to do and our life on a daily basis and this week. Guys, have a great week and we'll see you virtually next week. Take care.